Scaling your law firm doesn't have to be difficult. It's all about mastering a few key strategies, systems, and mindsets. Welcome to the Scalable Law Podcast, where we talk about how you can increase profit in your pocket and time in your calendar. My name is Carolee Fontanelli, and I have successfully scaled my firm so that it doesn't solely rely on me. Now I love teaching other law firm owners how to do the same. Let's transform your business starting now. Welcome to another episode of the Scalable Law Podcast. I am your host, Carolee Fontanelli, and it's great to be back with you. I must admit, I have been a little slack on the podcast recording. The year is just going so quickly uh, that, you know, each week just keeps disappearing on me and I realize I haven't done a podcast again. So I'm back in it, back onto it, because there has been so much happening out there. I spent the um, some time in uh, April in South Africa. I went over there for a EO conference. So EO is Entrepreneurs Organization. It's a business group that I am part of and I'm on the board of EO Queensland. So all the board members from all over the world gathered. There were about 1,500 of us and we attended this amazing leadership conference, which was awesome. I absolutely loved it. Cape Town is so beautiful. If you haven't been there, it is a must place to visit. The wineries around the region are stunning. If you're following me on Instagram, you will have seen that I went to all kinds of amazing wineries and had the most beautiful food. And it's so cheap, like whatever you pay here for the quality that we have, like incredible quality, you pay at least half there or less. It's just gorgeous. And then I went to the conference I also then went on a safari tour. They called it a Ferrari safari because it was only three days. Uh, But I went with 17 other EO um, board members from around the world. They were all new people. I had never met them before. Uh, One owned a law firm from Chicago. Uh, He employed 50 staff in immigration. Very interesting to meet him and have a talk with him about the legal landscape in uh, America and Chicago. Um, And then I also met all sorts of other interesting business owners, such as a lady who owned a brewery, another chap that owned um, an advertising agency where he creates ads for people like Apple, uh, Facebook and the Super Bowl. So that was awesome as well. We had an amazing time going on safari and um, driving along the garden route, which was beautiful. So at this conference, the thing that kept coming up again and again, apart from the leadership type of work that we did, was actually talking about AI. Now, I know that we've all been talking about AI for a long time now, but it's not really until, for example, like we've got chatbots and things like that that we can see in action. But for me personally, I haven't really grasped it as like, okay, I can see where this is heading um, until we've had the introduction of chat GPT, which has been a much more recent thing. So if you have not yet heard of chat GPT, it's a great idea to pop it into your Google and have a look at it. Um, What it is, is it's an 
automated or um, artificial intelligence where you can ask it questions or ask it to write you information and it spits it out in like two seconds flat. I'm not kidding. It is so crazy. So this has been unfolding in the last few months and we're seeing how potentially this is going to affect law firms or how law firms can use it. It's most certainly something that my kids are talking about who are at uni and also I've got one who's only 12 years old, but she's also talking about chat GPT and how it's affecting schools and, uh, you know, how they are trying to overcome that, you know, anyone could use chat GPT and instead of writing their own essay, for example, they could write that using chat GPT. So there's a lot of change in the world when it comes to AI like this. So at this conference, AI was a big topic and not specifically chat um, GPT, but also we had a lady on stage, a lady bot, you could call her on stage called Sophie. Now she has got, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of Instagram followers and she is a robot. And so she came out on stage. She had very realistic facial expressions and she also had very um, a realistic way of answering questions like a human would, which was just amazing. Um, and she talked about the fact that she was a robot and she's created by man and she's not perfect and the technology is not perfect yet. Um, but it was super, super interesting. So it really got me thinking about, you know, how we are using ChatGPT in law firms, how we can use ChatGPT in law firms. Um, and how, uh, you know, law firms are going to be able to leverage artificial intelligence to really improve their practices. Um, And specifically today, I wanted to talk about ChatGPT. So what it is, is it's a language model that can help law firms in a variety of ways. Um, And I'd love to explore this topic because it is something that is not going away and it's just going to get Uh, more and more traction, um, you know, and become more part, you know, part of the way that we run our practices. So let's talk about what ChatGPT actually is. So it is an AI language model developed by OpenAI. Um, It's trained on a massive amount of text data and it can generate human-like responses um, to prompts in natural language. So it's actually really amazing how when you ask it a question, so I've asked it for all kinds of things, uh, not only work-related but also personally related, and it is incredible what it spits out. Like it is amazing. Um, So chat GPT can be really useful to law firms in lots of different ways, um, such as automating routine tasks, improving efficiencies, and providing really valuable insights. And as you know, running a law firm, I'm all about working smarter and not harder. So how can ChatGPT really help us work smarter and not harder? Now, one of the things that I have not explored is using ChatGPT for document um, automation, such as, um, say, creating a document like a consent order. I haven't tested that theory out or um, seeing if it can do it. But 
apparently it is capable of um, automating documents and it can save law firms a lot of time. So, for example, lawyers can use ChatGPT to generate standard legal documents such as contracts, agreements and correspondence. Um, And it can also be used for legal research where it can help lawyers find relevant case law and statutes really quickly and efficiently. Um, And additionally, it can be used for chatbots that can provide quick answers um, to frequently asked questions. So, for example, having a chatbot in the front end of your website um, and then it's somehow being um, zapped or zappied into chat GPT so that you can then use it to generate answers for people as they type questions into your website. So it sounds really, really amazing. So how does chat GPT generate responses like that? Well, it uses a deep learning technique called a transformer architecture or called transformer architecture. It's trained on a massive amount of text data and it learns to predict the next word in a sentence based on previous words. So this is how it can generate human-like responses to prompts in a really natural language. Now, you might be asking, how is uh, how accurate is ChatGPT? Well, it's actually very, very accurate. It's not perfect though, um, but it's important to note that ChatGPT is only as good as the data that it's trained on. And as you know, for a lot of the legal work and legal documents that we use, you won't be able to find them online easily. So I don't think that ChatGPT will be great for that, not in these early days anyway. But interestingly, I did think that I would give ChatGPT a go when it came to drafting a binding financial agreement for family law in Australia. And what it said was, we don't offer legal documents or advice and um, to please consult a lawyer. So it was actually really good advice. Um, So it's not at this stage, you know, taking over from what we offer or enabling people to sort of cheat their way through a legal process, I guess you could call it, um, or DIY their own legal process um, or, uh, you know, practitioners, for example, who, um, you know, need that kind of help because they're not across certain areas or whatever it might be. You're not able to use chat GPT for that. So it's not going to be useful in the early days for that, but As you can imagine, as time goes on and it becomes more and more sophisticated, it might actually, you know, be able to more so provide that kind of um, technology or, you know, data slash documents in the background. I also tried it out to see how it went drafting a letter to a client where I, so I basically gave it a clue or to or asked it to write uh, a correspondence to a wife on the other side for um, the purposes of arranging time for the other parent to have time with the children. Uh, it did do a decent job of that. Um, however, you know, again, you'd only use that if you needed a prompter. I mean, we've all got precedents and we, you know, often can whip those things up pretty quickly ourselves anyway. But it really does work very, very fast. So it is quite amazing. Um, it um, has like compassion in the 
writing as well. Like, so it says, you know, we understand this may be a difficult transition for all involved. I mean, I probably wouldn't write that as a lawyer, um, but we believe by working together we can and putting the children's needs first, we can create a positive and healthy environment for them to thrive in. So it kind of, you know, does have that kind of touchy-feely vibe to it, which is super interesting. Another way that I have heard, but I haven't tried it myself yet, but I've heard people using chat GPT to actually take minutes of a meeting. Um, this could be an absolute time saver and really streamline things for you. At the moment, we get one of our staff members to do that. But if chat GPT could do that, then it would be super, super easy and straightforward and save a lot of time in your business, which would be really helpful. The other way, of course, is to... Um, Use it for more uh, rather than, you know, generating legal documents or contracts or letters, which I really don't believe it's going to be great for that initially, um, would be to um, use it for uh, things like blog articles, creating content for um, social media. And even if you're just using it as a base, it's going to save you a whole lot of time. I have tried it out on a family law blog article, it was absolutely accurate, which blew my mind. If I gave the same question, you know, can you write this blog article to one of my junior lawyers, there is no way it would be as good as it was on chat GPT. So, and of course it's, you know, saves time. You can also ask it to um, specifically use certain keywords so that you are um, helping with your SEO. So for example, if you're wanting to get your website up to a, a certain level in Google, you can ask it to um, use certain keywords and it will do that keyword research for you is my understanding if you have a um, subscription, a paid subscription for the chat GPT. So it is really, really interesting and great for that. Um, it makes hiring, say, your VAs in the you know overseas a lot easier because they're going to be able to use that and present to you um, really great articles that are SEO friendly, which is awesome because again, sometimes you get people to write you articles and that or you write articles yourself and they don't serve the purpose of helping you with your SEO and helping your website to really um, be um, up there. And Google. You could also ask the chat GPT to write, uh, say, an article about your law firm pages for your website, um, specifically different areas of law that you practice in using keywords. So that would be a really useful um, tool as well. You could also ask it to write something like a kind debt recovery letter or a firm debt recovery letter. Things like that that are in your law firm that aren't sort of dependent on the law and it's more of the administration side of your business. So marketing, um, email marketing, so <clears throat> social media marketing, those types of things, very, very, very helpful. Uh, it will really uh, revolutionize the way that um, I would say people are engaging with ad agencies, social media um, agencies or uh, marketing agencies because it makes the role so easy um, to implement because a lot of that content can be written really, really quickly and that's going to save time, 
reduce costs and, you know, allow law firm owners to, you know, free up their time when it comes to that sort of thing. So that's where I really see its main uses at the moment for those sort of admin tasks. So think about all the content low-end tasks that you are doing in your law firm and how could chat GPT be helping you or helping a team member. So for example, you could get your receptionist to uh, get it to write an article for you and then you could get them to rejig it so that it really suits your law firm. Cutting the time down uh, so much. Also, what I think it's really great for is prompting ideas so maybe not using the direct um, content that you get off chat GPT, but to actually uh, use it as a foundation or a base or a structure and then to be able to uh, copy and paste it out and make changes so that it's really is your article and not written by chat uh, GPT. So that's the sort of way that I would see it being used a lot in a law firm, uh, reducing time, improving efficiencies and that sort of thing. So it is very interesting uh, as to what's going to happen in the law space with AI and programs like chat GPT. Uh, I'd love to hear how you're using chat GPT. Uh, if you're finding it useful in your firm, what you think about it, if you think that it's not helpful, um, what you think of the plagiarism aspect of it. My understanding is is that if you uh, have a higher subscription, also a paid subscription rather than free, it does a lot more um, and it creates, um, it ensures that it's not copying anything so that you have original work, not um, any work that might be elsewhere which is really, really important when you're doing your SEO particularly. You don't want to have any duplicated content off any other websites on your website because, one, that's plagiarism, and, two, it doesn't help with your SEO. It can be um, it can be difficult and you really do want to use it responsibly and ethically um, and make sure that you address any potential ethical or legal concerns that may arise when you're using chat GPT. But definitely worth playing around with, definitely worth investigating and looking at it and keeping an open mind. Um, it's really interesting. I'm delivering a um, workshop or webinar for Clio next week and we're talking about legal technology and we're talking about legal trends and I've done a whole lot of research around it. And one of the legal trends is that young people, millennials coming through um, as associates are not staying in their business in their employment very long. They're moving on quickly, and they're particularly moving on if the technology is old, and the technology isn't there in firms. So you know we need as employers to really be embracing tech, um, not faring away from it, and really sort of seeing uh, what these things can offer, uh, so that we can move our law firms forward in a really um, positive and. Um, positive and innovative way. So that's all I have for you today on today's episode of Scalable Law. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you again next time. If you would love to know more about Scalable Law and how we can help you, I love, 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 love helping law firm owners to scale their businesses. I love helping them make more profit and I love helping them reduce their time in the firm so that they can have more of a life and enjoy themselves a lot more, which is the whole reason you started your law firm in the first place, right? I have two programs running, one for law firm owners where uh, you are between a startup and you have a t between a team of 
you know, four and five. And then I've got another program and the new accelerator program, which is for firms that have team members five plus, where there's a whole new range of problems um, that you need to address. So um, if you're interested in either the Scalable Business Lounge, which is more around marketing, getting money through the door, all of that kind of thing, or if you're interested in Accelerator, which is more about systemizing your firm so that you can step out of it, um, then please contact me. I would love to have a chat with you either um, just through email or the website, or you can contact me on Instagram or LinkedIn. Great to um, be here today. I hope that you're having a great week and we will chat again soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Scalable Law Podcast, brought to you by the Scalable Business Lounge. If you would love to know how you can get more clients without relying on referrals, head over to scalablelaw.com to watch my free masterclass. Until next time, you have got this.